Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst for Knowledge Podcast, episode 62. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today in the episode, we have our unofficial fourth member back in the studio, Andrew Q. Quist. Yeah, it's always a fun time when we have Q on the podcast, and this episode is no exception. So enjoy. 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 Now, Q, how long were you home alone for? A couple weeks. couple weeks? I I think I know know where you're going with this. How much jerking off did you do? I mean, that's like, if you're home alone a couple weeks, like, you're mashing it. How much money do you think that is? How much money? (laughs) So, Q. (laughs) Go on. Every time you jerk it. You get a hundred dollars, Magic Man. <laughs> wow, Magic Man's visiting you. Wow. Okay. Every time you jerk off, you get a hundred bucks. All right. So Forever. Your, your dick can actually make some money for you. All right. Yeah. How much money you make that weekend? Oh my god. That month. A lot. <laughs> I have a seventy-five hundred. Should more, we give him the proposal? More than you'd care to. Uh... Let's just say, Daddy's buying a black lack. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> If the magic man gave you an offer. Hold on, hold on, Should hold we on. do this? No, 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 no. We're <laughs> okay. not doing that. We're going to do this. So. Hold on. Did you did you watch any stuck porn? Oh, yeah. Stuck porn. Stuck porn? Do you know what stuck porn is? What the fuck yeah. is stuck porn? Okay. Okay. So hold on. Pause. There's a. A, there's a there's a rhyme that Ghostface does, where he says you're out of luck like two dogs stuck, and what he what he means is sometimes when dogs fuck, the the they dick get stuck. gets stuck. Right. And then yeah, I yeah. went and looked up a picture of this, and it's kind of a sad it's looking like, picture of these two dogs stuck. They're ass to ass, is, right? Is that what you mean? No, no they're not no, ass to no, ass. No, no, no. Before you ask that question, I want to say something about the dogs being stuck. So okay. my cousin's dog, she's got two little like wiener dogs yeah. and they bang all the time and they get stuck. And when I saw it for the first time, I was, my mind was blown and I was like, they're ass to ass. She's like, yeah, they're stuck. I'm like, what does that mean? And she was like, yeah, his wiener's legit stuck in there. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. And they're just walking around ass to ass. So they're like, they're facing opposite direction like cat dog? Yeah, just like cat dog. Do you I think wanna, that's how they came up with I cat dog? I think that's how they I came wanna, up with cat dog. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's exactly how. But Fucked this up. is another thing. I just recently saw a video of a kid screaming at his dog. He had like a little tiny like uh, terrier. And it was stuck ass to ass to a chicken. And he's like, Ma, the dog fucked the chicken. <laughs> he's like, you fucking idiot dog. You fucked the head again. Again? And the, the dog was ass to ass, like looking so shameful too. Felt so guilty. And his dick was stuck in the chicken. <laughs> oh my God. It was all dude. Spanish and it was hilarious. <laughs> and there's like subtitles and shit. I was cracking up. That's ridiculous. Yeah, he was legit stuck to a chicken. He banged the chicken. But that's yeah. not. This is not stuck porn. No, 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 no. Is this? I think I've heard of this. I think I heard. I've um, watched a few, ep- a few, of these. <laughs> a few episodes. Of is stuck this porn. Is like, like people are like stuck in mud and no, no, no. This is even. This is. It's so bad. So it's so hilarious. For example, the couch that's behind us. A woman would just kind of be kneel like 
Oh, oh I know. Oh, arm yes, is stuck in the cushion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it's stuck a, in the washing it's stuck machine. Stuck in a dryer. Stuck on a yeah. bed. I Underneath the bed. Yeah. My Everybody knows all that. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, oh, you mean the normal porn <laughs> stuff? <laughs> you mean the normal kind of porn? <laughs> See, I didn't know about this at all. Like, I made a reference to being stuck. I don't even remember where it started, but I was at work, and then the guy's like, "Oh, like stuck porn." I'm like stuck porn what's that and then he's like describing it to me and then i came across one <laughs> and i'm like i was gonna say what do you watch missionaryporn.com <laughs> milk toast porn i i was surprised that i hadn't come across one yet and uh caucasian intercourse.com <laughs> <laughs> When you see, like, the way I was imagining it, they're like, oh, like, I'm fucking stuck. Like, it's, it, you're, they're like really stuck. Like, it's a, but no, they're well, not really, not really stuck. stuck. It's a very escapable, like, they're, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's hilarious. It's very it's low hilarious. stakes constraint. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, but I, I think it's one of the better premises, like, just the hilarity of it. <laughs> oh, you're stuck? Here, let me just fucking rape you. While you're in this perilous position. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it would feel a lot worse if they were actually in a perilous position, but they're not. <laughs> Sometimes it's like blackmail, like, and other times it's like, oh, wow, this rape actually feels so good. I want you to keep going. And it's like, Jesus Christ. But I've seen a lot of um, parodies of the stuck porn on the internet. Like, they're supposed to be jokes. Okay. And a couple of them that I saw are fucking hilarious. One is on the one side of, like, the guy who's just, like, a 20-year-old kid who's who's seen, who's seen all the stuck porn. And he's got a normal stepmom. And, and she's, like, bringing the groceries. And she's like, can you help me with the groceries? And he's like, oh, you want me to help you with the groceries? And he's like, he's like, I'm your stepson. And he just walks away and like rolls his eyes. And she's like, what the fuck? And then like there's a scene where she's like, she actually gets like hooked on to the back of the couch. And she's like, I'm stuck. And he's like, oh, you're stuck? Oh, what does that mean? He's like, you need to get over yourself. And like walks away. And she's like, help, I'm actually stuck. <laughs> And like walks away. He's like, I'm your stepson. I can't have sex with you. And she's like, what's happening? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And then there's another one where the the lady has like a plumber at her house. Right. And she's like, help, I'm stuck. And he's just a normal plumber. And her arm is just in the dryer. And he's like, what? She's like, he's like, where are you stuck? And she's like, right here. And he like grabs her hand. And he's like, there you go. And she's like. <laughs> Oh my god! How can I repay you? And he's like, "Nothing. That's fine. No, no, no problem. I'm just gonna keep working." He's like, "Oh no, you got dirty. Let me take off your pants so I can clean them." And he's like, "Oh, these are my work pants. They're normally stained with grease and stuff. It's all right." She's like, oh, "After I do all these loads, maybe I can do your load next." And he's oh, wow. like, and then he starts getting like, he's like, "No, no, we're good right here." And she's like, "That was fucking hilarious," but it's just like this parodies all these ridiculous porns now. Because they're so ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like they just push it to the edge because they're just, they must be having a blast doing these stupid porns. They're like, what else can we do that's really dumb? You ever seen a uh, penis go through a pizza? <laughs> Extra sausage. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like where porn's taking a turn now in terms of like, so I 
carefully select my videos based off of two things. Your I morals. Have two criteria. <laughs> Your morals. <laughs> um, Women the title directors. of the video. Oh, never mind. Was it Brazzers? <laughs> no, I was going to say women directors. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the title of the video matters, and like that quick, like five second preview you get, like when you when you like scroll th- <laughs> over it or you hover over it, <laughs> and it gives you like a uh, every like twenty seconds. Yeah, it's like a snapshot. it's like a quick snapshot of like what that scene looks like. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like if if there is if there is even a connotation in the title of like incestual porn. I'm not clicking on it. No matter how smoking hot the act- actresses are in this film, I ain't clicking on it. I ain't watching it. Cuz I already I know they're not all re- I know it's not real incestuous porn, but just the fact that it it's makes like you there, feel dirty. Yeah, fuck yeah. You don't like that dirty I'm, feeling. I'm totally with him on this one too. It just feels yeah. weird. I yeah. can see that. What if like do you have brothers and sisters? No, I just have two brothers. You don't have sisters? No. So, like, would you, like, a brother banging a sister, would that freak you out? I still don't click on it. Even though you don't have a sister, you can't relate to banging your sister? Like, I could see... (laughs) I mean... I could see someone who had a sister be like, that's fucked up. But someone who doesn't have a sister, it's like, it doesn't mean as much to me that maybe, like, like a son banging a mom, like, everyone has a mom, unless, like, Mm. your mom died at a really young age or something, like, maybe you can't relate that. But that's just fucking weird. Like, no, who wants to bang oh, yeah, their mom? Definitely. It's fucked up and gross. Can we make? See, a I think a lot. Can we what? make a distinction between the like, uh, step parent? Well, step by marriage or step by half blood. Well, yeah, but like when you have these 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 uh, pornography films, the kids are watching, you got uh, <laughs> a lot of the times it's like stepmom this, stepson that, and it's like very much. Oh, your dad's not here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as much. Do you see like? Remember straight up. <laughs> Remember when we were kids in the cornfield, you and me. We touch each other's peckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I mean. Like it's it's less so like the hardcore when you think of actual incest being like mm-hmm. blood relatives. What's it called yeah, when you never you're really like come tra- across that stuff? It's always step something yeah, or whatever. But that's probably I don't know, man. A lot of the videos like on the first couple of pages of like I don't know, like fucking xvideos.com or something. It's like. Brother bang sister, uh, like step sister, step sister. No, it's like it's like going full into the incestual realm titles. Oh Jesus! And it's just weird, man. I don't yeah, know. It's pretty weird. It is weird. What's it called when like, what's that? Um, when you're banging moms and sons banging. What's that attractiveness thing called? It's like a Oedipus the, complex. Yeah, the Oedipus complex. Is if that what that is? If it's a son and a mother, yes. If it's a daughter and a father, it's the Electra complex. Electra complex. That's, that's the other way around. That's you flip the genders. Electra complex. Isn't there a thing where like you're naturally attracted to people that look like your mom? Is that a thing? I, th- um, I remember hearing that as a kid. That's like a you're like naturally attracted to it's women. Like a Freudian thought, right? Like yeah, that's like a Freudian theory. Yeah. I yeah. always thought I someone told me that in like high school was like oh you're naturally like maybe it was my psychology teacher She's like you know like men are naturally attracted to women who kind of look like their mom like some characteristics and stuff mm-hmm. and as a kid i i that like stuck with me and i like i made sure Very specifically <laughs> i picked out the women that i like that did not resemble fornicated with that reminded me the farthest <laughs> not the women i fornicated with <laughs> that were the farthest from my mom that would remind me i was like yeah you kind of remind me of my mom get the fuck out of here <laughs> 
yeah or yeah not not bang but like just girls that i was attracted to i was like making sure i was like listen not that (laughs) i don't know it stuck with me you're getting a little too mom for me Mm. listen unless you're gonna be cooking big pancakes you can get the fuck yeah (laughs) my mom never made me pancakes I'll make you pan. I make pancakes every Saturday morning. You do Sunday really? morning. Every Sunday morning, I make pancakes. My mom just burned me for breakfast. <laughs> you know what I'm Whoa. saying? You just put a cigarette set out of my arm. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> no. So, Q, are you yeah. wearing a Space Jam uh, jersey? Vader. Oh, okay, fuck. Okay, there you go. That's pretty Fucking badass. Vader. It's a dude tank. I got it from Poland. Poland? Damn. Yeah, I had to order it. Still neutral out there in Poland? <laughs> what? Still neutral out there in Poland? What do you mean? Switzerland. Neutral? <laughs> Switzerland <That's> was neutral. <laughs> oh, Poland wasn't neutral? Wait a minute. Is Switzerland. Uh, are they like the only people that are supposedly neutral? No, this. I mean, I think there's, there's like got to be more. But why yeah. is Switzerland like the most famous because example of, of that? World War Two. I thought uh, Poland I, yeah, was right? neutral in World War Two. Because yeah. I mean, in that with the Great War, Switzerland yeah. was Great like War famously, II. famously neutral on a lot of global conflicts, European conflicts. Mm. And they're still neutral because all the rich white dudes and everybody's keeping all their money there. So yeah. They is have, that why? Is that the reason why there's Swiss banks that are yeah. huge where people put, keep their money there because yeah, they're neutral? Both sides have their I money think, there. I think there is a connection. I don't know if it's a direct connection, but it does have to do with the security of the banks in Switzerland. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. And everyone's yeah. fine with it because all the fucking rich people who are power are like, yeah, don't fuck with my bank. Yeah, it's either Switzerland there. or like in the Caymans or someplace you can avoid taxation and whatnot. Damn. Damn. You know, I got to get a beer because you guys are drinking all these beers and it's like making me want beer. Yeah, get a beer. It's Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I brought it's... some of these for uh, in honor of our podcast today. What, what day you... is it in Colorado? Uh, Trogues Nugget Nectar. Oh, dude, I haven't seen I haven't seen mm. Trogues. I've never seen Trogues out here. Oh, damn. They don't get this. Yeah. Mm. Now they're in a can, 16 ounce can. That's, mm. pretty, that's pretty amazing. Q, what are you drinking there? A stone beer? I don't know if it was an accident. Ooh, but this reminds me of college. It's upside oh, down. Yeah, yeah no, that's uh, that's on purpose. Yeah. And that's like their first ever giant marketing campaign. Why? Uh, I don't remember. They, but they, when they released it at the time, there was this whole like press release if you will and i think they were getting billboards and they're they were going crazy like doing this whole upside down for the packaging ipa thing. or for a bunch of stuff for like everything oh jesus yeah what was their session that they did that was really fucking good go to the go to right yeah. i've i don't know i've lost faith in stone <sighs> they're just there's nothing interesting about them anymore i don't know yeah maybe i'm like too overstimulated now? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Are we talking <laughs> yeah. about are we talking about craft beer? Then yes, you're overstimulated. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I've been so boring lately. I've been pretty boring with beer. Like I've been getting the same shit and not really trying new stuff. Yeah. You have? Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know why. Like, it's not like I'm drinking like Bud Light. Yeah. But like, I am drinking like just a Sierra Nevada over and over again. And then like, that's some solid shit, man. I do miss a good West Coast IPA, though. I, I miss that piney. Yeah. Like to get, mm, yeah. We're, we're putting one out. Uh, well, we're canning one this week at the brewery. Really? And um, so <clears throat> our new head brewer um, was for he moved. He's originally from the New Hampshire area. And then he moved out west and worked for, you know, most prominently Ballast Point. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's back here and he's head brewing for us. And he's, we're releasing a beer called Coast Hoppin'. So it's a West Coast style that we're doing yeah. on the East Coast. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about that beer. I think. Was he I, head brewer for Ballast? He, w- he wasn't head brewer for them, but he was. He ran their like um, special, like small batch type experimental program cool. and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty pretty diverse guy with a bunch of knowledge and beer stuff. Nice. Yeah. So the the nuance place I work, one of the guys that worked there, or is he's leaving. I think that's one of the reasons why they hired me, but, Mm -hmm. um, he's going to Longmont to work at left hand. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And you know, what's funny about this guy's name's Aaron and weirdly reminds me of you, Seth. Interesting. Like in some strange specific ways. Did he used to be an engineer? (laughs) No, no. And, but see, that's the thing is like, if he was an engineer and played guitar, then he'd mm. be exactly like you, or maybe if he's a runner too. But no, he's like, he kind of looks like you. He's got similar kind of hair, kind okay. of the same build, super yeah. into brewing. Okay, um, cool. He listened to our band and he said he put it on the same playlist as like Scale the Summit, Animals as Leaders, and stuff. Okay, good. Yeah. So I know he likes that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you're basically, he's also, he's a dungeon master as well. Oh, yeah. That's pretty sweet. Have you played yeah. with him? <clears throat> I'm going to start. There's a nice. group through my work that he's running. So I just yeah. took a break. I just took a break from mine. A hiatus. Yeah. Well, I- we were in the middle of our, uh, our main campaign we've been doing for like 18 months. And we took a break from that and we started a new campaign. And I was like, if this is going to be the same, like similar campaign length, I'm going to opt out and wait or if it's going to be a one shot I'll I'll do it with you guys but I don't want to start a whole new like two year campaign. Yeah, that seems again. pretty Yeah. So you you finished? We didn't finish. We stopped right now. We're in the middle of like we just fucking we're in the middle. It's pitch black and we're in the underdark cave and we just appeared in like it's called like the darkness sea. And right now we're just floating. We basically got sucked through like this water tube. And we just came out, and it's just like we're in like this fucking sea so of darkness, and we don't know where we are. Pause? We're floating. Why? Something happened like to our DM personally, and he's like, "I can't oh. DM right now." <clears throat> so another guy who's like, "Oh, I have a campaign we can run," oh, okay. and I'm like, I- "I'm like, let you guys can do it." Like, I'm getting kind of busy with tree work, and like, I'm fucking working on my house. Like, so like, you guys can do that, and then if you guys want to start up a new campaign down the road, I'll join in. Mm. So I took yeah. off. It's all right, though. I hope everything's all right with Sean. 
He's fine. Yeah, he came over to my house. I sold him some shrooms. So we're good. <laughs> he, I talked to him about it. He's like, yeah, man, it's, it's all good. I'm just kind of getting busy and I can't like really jump into it right now. So Q, one thing that we've been talking about in this podcast so far with like porn and beer drinking and um, I don't know, D&D and stuff is distractions. And I, I don't know. I, I went down this weird path. Distractions? Know, yeah, yeah. Distractions. From the okay. truth. So here's the thing is... I don't know why I had this thought. Um, I think I mentioned this to him, but is everything now? This is a pretty, oh, a pretty, yeah. pretty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is a pretty like dark view, I guess. Um, but is everything that we do as human beings during our life just to distract ourselves until death? <laughs> I think that's the way that we approach it in the Western world. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think that's a good thing, but I think no. it's an, un an unfortunately true thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, like, yeah, it's, yeah. What were you going to say? Continue. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if I just, I was doing a bunch of things like I'm around the house and I'm uh, you know, listening to a podcast and I'm, I'm making food for work for the next day and all this stuff and whatever. I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I'm like, man, I'm just doing all these things. I could just stop doing some of these things, you know, and then I'd have to sit with myself <laughs> and I'd actually have to think about, and then you'll die. Like what is, you know, uh, you know, being mindful and, 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 you know, all this stuff that you hear about mo more, pro most predominantly like mindfulness and all that stuff I've learned from yoga and um, the little bit of meditation that I've done and that kind of thing where you're, where you're just sitting with your existence. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as I was starting to like hear about, Oh, I remember what triggered this. Just hearing people talk about specifically like TV and all the TV that they consume in, in realizing how much people are consuming TV. And I, I think about like, I watch TV but I don't watch that. I feel like I watch too much TV, but I barely watch TV. I like right. maybe watch. Yeah. Comparatively yeah, speaking, oh, like, sure. I, I think I maybe watch a show like your typical TV show, like your 20-minute mm -hmm. show or, or a 40-minute show. I watch one, maybe two a day. Some days I don't watch any TV at all. And, I, and, yeah. and sometimes I catch myself and I feel like uh, I'm talking about TV. Like, how can I have conversations about television shows? I feel like I'm watching too much if I'm having like in-depth conversations yeah. about television shows. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, is it shows you're watching right now or shows that you have watched in the past that you've ruminated on and now you can have these in-depth conversations? It's, it's a little bit of both, you know, okay, a little yeah. bit of both. But then I hear people talking about, well, did you see this and this and this? And it's all like relatively new stuff. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like, how do you have that much time to consume and if you weren't like because i distract myself in other ways whether it be like playing guitar like yeah but what's the values of these different distractions yeah how you spend your time um yeah and like yeah, yeah all these new shows and stuff like I, as far as i'm concerned wandavision is what happens when my mom speaks through ham Hey. 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 Uh, I haven't seen it yet. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Every yeah, time I, I hear that, though, I do think you're your mom. Yeah. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I, 
wasn't thinking about your mom, but now, I'm, man, that's all I'm thinking about. Wanda. I don't get any of the references. Is your mom named Wanda? His yes, mom is his named Wanda. Wanda. Okay. And sometimes she channels through him. Yeah. Sometimes I. I don't, I, what does she sound like? Wanda. That's how your mom sounds. Hey, Q. Q, this does she is smoke Wanda. cigarettes? I'm talking uh, through him. Yeah, I think so. I think she still does. <laughs> she yeah. does, but she doesn't sound like no, that. No, she doesn't have a smoker's <laughs> voice. Q, Q, come here for a second. I need to fucking put the cigarette out. <laughs> Q, you're such a handsome boy. Oh my god, come here, give me a kiss. You need to go <laughs> you're to gonna church. send me some of your delicious chocolate. <laughs> uh, oh god, that is one division. Chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I want to beat someone who talks like that. God, she must be so nice. Somebody that talks like that. No. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, I think about that a lot. Like what you do, what people do with your time. Mm -hmm. Because I went from not working to this job that's like full time. It was very abrupt. I like went to talk to the guy for the interview, and then he's like, "Oh, you want to start tomorrow?" Like, (laughs) okay. And then I started, and then ever since then, it's been like 40 hours a week. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's just like, which is fine. It's like a low-stress job, more or less. You know, once it's warmer out, I'll be able to ride my bike there and stuff, which is cool. But I'm thinking about the amount of time I'm spending there mm-hmm. and then, like, what I can do with that before and after. And, yeah, like, TV, I think about – I was thinking about this before I started the job, like, what I was doing with a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. spent a lot of time trying to – on Duolingo before I picked up this job like every day trying to learn languages and stuff. And I thought that was interesting, but it's like, it's even like I fall into this trap of like approaching leisure activity as shit to get done. Okay. Kind of like, Mm -hmm. well, I got a couple hours. Maybe I could read. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Well, what am I going to read? Well, what should I read? What would be the most best thing for me to read? You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you're off to the races with this analysis paralysis thing. And it's like, you do the same thing with watching TV or whatnot. So it's like, I don't watch, I watch way less TV than I used to. I play more video games now than TV I watch, Mm -hmm. but Again, that's still like, I still think about that as like a use of my time. Does it feel good or edifying? I don't know. Is it, yeah. is it better or worse than television because it's interactive, but it's not like cultural? Like it's, you know, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a weird well, trap. I definitely think there's, there's something to say about having some time that you can take out of your life take out of your busy schedule and use something to dedicate to yourself oh, yeah. as, as part of like a preventative maintenance program. Right. Like, right. you know, oh, whether yeah. that's video games, whether that's music, whether that's, but I think, I think the question might be like, yeah, you've got leisure time and you want to do your self care stuff and that's good. And self care might be watching TV or playing video games or something, but are those things in themselves distractions from this, when you don't have any of this stuff going on, like as Seth was saying, you have to sit with yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. so and how, are you doing it to avoid that? Exactly. So whether, whether or not you're conscious of that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, yes, I think that's like a good thing to think about and be aware of. Yeah. I mean, cause I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think the right answer is to say, well, everyone for all their leisure time that they have should just, you know, meditate and think about their mortality. 
exactly. I have a problem exactly because that, that I mean, that's like that can become a trap within itself. It you know? I know, I know it for some people that they have because of like past trauma, mm-hmm. they have to have this distractions in order to keep their minds from wandering back and reliving some of that old trauma. I think well, that's what I I think that's, that's what I go case, through for sure. If that's the case, then I would suggest that the trauma hasn't been adequately Resolved. adequately assimilated or or properly confronted or whatever. Yeah, well sometimes you can't confront certain trauma that happens to you. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, I guess through therapy, you can kind of yes. dig to well, some yeah, of the roots I mean. of why this is re- reoccurring right. or why you keep kind of, you can't move beyond, you can't move forward. Um, but I think for some people, it's 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 an incredibly important thing to have a distraction to be able to avoid, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a defense mechanism to keep you from, yeah, having to confront that trauma. I don't know. Well, yeah. I've gone through mental, <clears throat> like, shit and physical shit. And I am pretty high strung when it comes to like, I fucking am constantly doing shit, but I don't think those things really bother me. I don't think the, I'm distracting myself. I could be like unconsciously distract myself from like, I don't want to relax, but like normally I'm fucking like always doing something mm-hmm. and Gina gets pretty pissed off about it. She's like, can you just sit down? I'm like, no, I can't fucking sit down. I'm just bored. So I'll just like pace in the house and then eventually I'll just go downstairs and start working on shit. But, like, I'm also kind of in my back of my head. I, like, I have, it's not a fear, but it's always, like, I want to live my life always doing projects because, like, I have, I think that, like, when you retire, I hear it all the time. Like, if you retire, like, say you retire at 65, I've brought this up before, and then you, like, all right, I'm done with work, and then you just find yourself, like, all day I just watch TV. I feel like you're going to have a short life and you're going to end up dying. Maybe. Well, yeah. Yes. You know, if you're not challenging yourself. You're not stimulating yourself. Then yeah, you're, you're right. Gonna, your brain will calcify and decay. And all the, all <laughs> the people that I know who are like old and like, damn, you're fucking spry for like a 75 year old or anyone. You're like, how old are you? Like, Oh, I'm fucking 80. And I'm like, you look like you're 60. And it's like all those people I always talk to are always those type of people who are like, yeah, I always do. I'm always doing something, you know? Yeah. Like this dude that I, that used to run my department at work. He's a tree guy. He re, he's retired for like 15 years. I saw him the other day doing a side job and he was up in a tree climbing and cutting down a tree at 75. And this guy looks like he's 60. Damn. And he's like, I was like, what do you do? He's like, I just do tree work. And I like, I like reading books. I read a lot of books and I just fucking do tree work. I'm like, damn bro. And he's like the most prime motherfucker. I know like my grandma died at like 76. This dude's older than her. And she's, he's climbing trees. Yeah. She fucking, all she did was watch CI, CSI and drink <laughs> vodka. <laughs> Every day for like 20 years. <laughs> she would drink like handles, dude. I mean, did she love it though? She loved it. <laughs> like she loved it. When she like, she was, she grew up in like the Great love Depression, it. I think. So like she had a whole like pantry full of shit. She had like six freezers full of like expired meat and shit. And then like when she, when she died, we found like 27 handles of vodka just like stored away all throughout the house. We got drunk. Like in hidden like compartments, like yeah, like high, like in like way up on a shelf or like under her bed or like in a closet, like in a drop ceiling. Yeah, like everywhere. 
We got drunk as fuck off of those handles. Jesus handles Christ. Handles for days. It's grandma's vodka. She know. would have wanted Gra- us to drink right. it. <laughs> to grandma. To mele. Well, I don't know. That distinction about the old guy climbing trees and stuff, I don't know if that's uh That seems to be more of like a sedentary versus active physicality and vitality rather than like a filling your life with distractions because you can't think about your own existence type of like there seems mm-hmm. to be a difference there you know because you can be active and be spry in your senior years but also like be able to sit with yourself quietly in solitude or what have you so yeah. it it's like yeah you can also, yeah so i'm curious seth yeah you are the type of person you love music, uh-huh. love it. Yep, and you consume all kinds, all styles, all types. Would you you play music, and <clears throat> you really are. You like to learn about learn about different styles, learn about the theory and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When you are doing things, or if you're not doing things, you're always playing some kind of music. Is that as a distraction? Is it like why? Like if you're making a sandwich, yeah, and you, I mean, you put on music to make your sandwich. Are you distracting so your homosexuality. It, yeah, I mean, it's either now nowadays it's either music or a podcast too. Okay, and, yeah, um, yeah, it could be either or. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, what are you hiding from us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it, like, do you? Uh, is it a now? Is it an though. autopilot thing right now? Are you referring to like just listening to music while you're doing stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've always like when I was growing up at home, there was always music on. Yeah. We always had music playing. Mr. Easy. That's like, like when I'm like for like when I, when we were eating breakfast this morning, I made breakfast. And then while we're sitting there eating, like some people like to put on the TV or whatever, I was just playing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I feel it stimulates your brain in yeah. a different way. And even if you're not actively listening to it, it's yeah. still, there's something about, it, it'll yeah. creep in like in between thoughts or, or, or when you're talking to somebody or, I don't it's, know, there's. It's a cliche, but it sets a mood. That too, yeah. because oh, for sure. When I'm eating yeah. breakfast, there's certain kinds of music I'll put on. Right. Breakfast versus too. when I'm running or yeah. if I'm brewing at work or whatever or it may be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been listening yes. to a lot of raunchy rap. Like Fuck the most it. raunchiest, ra- like I like workout twerk out like playlists and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I've, I've, been obs- I've been obsessed <laughs> with these playlists and I've been like finding myself like I've been going like on the radio and I'm like skip, skip, skip. Or I like, do like, I'm like, oh, I want to listen to rock. And I'm like, find myself skipping all these songs. And then I put like workout twerk out on. I'm like, okay, I can listen to this. I don't <laughs> skip one song. I like them all. And I'm like, and now I'm like building my sauna. I'm like. I'm like just like oh fuck yeah I love this song now and it's like the most raunchiest shit I could think of like just big dicks wet ass pussy you know all that shit I don't know why but it started when I started working out I started listening Get a to rap bucket and a mop yeah for this wap 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 <laughs> yeah there's some crazy shit out there I didn't even know about I'm like damn I can get down to this I work out to it I'm like oh this is my song I'll start doing deadlifts to that song I don't know what it is interesting like all music is dead to me except raunchy ass rap 
<laughs> music is dead to me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of going back to that the original question of like distractions and I mean whether it's conscious or not and maybe a lot of people are just kind of roaming on autopilot but I know a lot of people <clears throat> who don't have any hobbies, any side gigs. Like all they really do is they go to work. They do their normal like maintenance, like take care of the house, grocery shop, like their normal day-to-day stuff. And then the rest of it is just TV. TV. That's NPCs, dude. Those are all NPCs. <laughs> that's Those are human NPCs. NPCs. But like, but that's the thing. Like, you I know, think a significant portion <clears throat> of that probably is also spent checking their social media. For sure. Mm, that's another like, part. That, yeah. well, sure. I mean, and that's a whole wanted, other animal. Wanted, that's well, that's the thing. Like, I wanted to mention that before is like, especially about like time spent and how it's how you spend your time. Because I remember. Oh, yeah. I'm not on Facebook. You guys know that. And yep. it's been that way. And I don't use it. And it's no like. I wonder you haven't answered any of my messages on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I'm the like, thing Q, is like. Help, help, Q, help. <laughs> I sort of realized how much time I was spending. Or if you just think about it, like, you know, if you're checking it, if you're, if, say it's just Facebook, just Facebook, limit it down mm-hmm, to that. Mm-hmm. And you're just on that, you're checking it five minutes every half an hour. That adds up. And that's a lot of time. time. Yeah. And it's like. For for what? Yeah, and it, it, I don't know. It's like if you're going to spend that much time doing that, then I don't know. Like, what's the payoff? Exactly, exactly. I could totally get by with a flip phone. Like, I hardly use my phone for it. Like, my phone doesn't. You couldn't. Even, I could. What are you going to watch when you take shits? Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but like my phone, I can't even. I can't even have apps on this phone. Like my phone is physically too small to hold apps. I have to like choose like do I want to have do I want to pay my credit card easily through my app or do I want to log on and I'm like oh, okay I have to go on the internet browser and then type in the website and I have to delete this app if I want to like have Snapchat how do you not have like at least a gig of memory in that thing there's 16 gigs on this phone it's and filled it's with stuck porn. 15 15 <laughs> gigs of it is just stuck porn <laughs> So like, what sense. else am I going to use? No, it's like 15 gig. <laughs> honestly, dude, like 15 of these gigs, it's a scam, is apps that come with a phone that I can't delete. Yep. Yeah, that's Operating like old system. school uh, when you would so like, buy a compact Presario and it would come preloaded. All, all these apps here are just <laughs> that came with a phone. These apps are the ones that I download. And then one, two, three, four, five of them are my bills. The other one there's, turns on my lights at, in my kitchen and then Snapchat. There's no way- 20 apps can take up 15 gigs. I have, dude, there's I physically have, no way. There's no, no way. No, you definitely could. You definitely could. I have eight could. pictures on my How phone. Though? I constantly delete my pictures because I can, so I can save, so I have space. Sometimes I can't even open up my check pay stub on my email because there's not enough space to download that document. So I have to delete a picture. When you publish, I have no apps on this phone. Put this, put okay, this podcast the, How you is also possible? include a link to a Kickstarter for a new phone for James. Oh yeah. No, I do it on purpose. These are only a hundred bucks. Well, I buy these phones. Fucking complaining. I'm not complaining. It's nice. It's nice to not have apps. There's no distractions. Facebook. He's, he's no minimizing Facebook. his distractions. Here. Right. Unless it's nine gag. Oh yeah, nine gag. That's my toilet entertainment. It's nine gag. Gina's like, what are you laughing about in there? I'm like, there's a chicken who fucked a dog and they're stuck. <laughs> there's a hilarious uh, meme today I saw, and it was like, 
there's a kid who's videotaped himself. He's like maybe seven. He's like, hey, dad. And then his dad's in the kitchen. He looks at the phone. He's like, what's up, man? He's like, why do girls always scratch their eyes? And he's like, why? And he's like, because they don't have balls. <laughs> and both of them just start cracking up. <laughs> and then it like freezes them. And like some like techno goes on. And they're like, ah. <laughs> And it was just so fucking funny. <laughs> It's just the simplicity of father and son relationship. It's great. I was yeah. cracking up. <laughs> they both loved it. It's like a dad joke. <laughs> and that's why I was cracking up. That's yeah. There's some stupid shit on there. It's just like just funny. It hits a funny bone, you know. There's certain things that are just um, you can't explain why they're funny, but you see them and you you can't help but laugh. Yeah, they hit know? something in you. Yeah. And you're like, dude, oh, that fuck. fucking. Um, the the Hulk Hogan blowing dandelions, yeah, the dandelion thing. You loved, you loved that. I I I I stared at that for like like once an hour for the whole fucking day because it brought so much joy to my world. I thought it was fucking hilarious. It, it was pretty good. I watched it for like thirty seconds. <laughs> oh, it was so wonderful. It just it it hit me in a weird way. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a conspiracy? You know, like way way back in the kings and queens didn't let their like subordinates look at them. There there was a whole thing like. People used to be looking at the sky. Now they're looking at the ground, and like you have to be looking at the stars, not the ground. Look up, look, don't look down. Like if you look down, you're kind of, you know, you're inferior and you're distracted by something. You ever hear any of that shit? Yeah, the Partially, conspiracy yeah. theory guy used to tell me about this years ago. You should be obviously. looking at the stars, not the ground. And like, yeah, it was like with our cell phones, like how we're all like, if you look around, it's all zombies like staring down and they're, they don't have their heads up. Like it, it's like- Put uh, your head in the Bible, not the stars, like the science first fucking religion stuff, you know? Look at the Bible, not the star. And then like now it's like everyone's staring at their cell phones, like whatever they wanted to accomplish, they accomplished it, you know? What you should be doing is looking at shit around you, enjoying the outside and not be stuck on your phone, talking, communicate, you know. I don't know. I feel like that's a real conspiracy. That's like, that's true, you know. Like it was planned they by. They want you to be distracted. The, they, they, you know. The higher up superiors, they. the kings and the queens. Yeah. They don't want you to be looking at them while they go through their parade. They want you to look down and be, you know. Bread and circuses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the more distractions they push on you, the more they can get away with fucking Uyghur slaves and fucking, you know, concentration I, camps. I I can the more that I learn about conspiracies and the way the world works or at least the way people think the world works, I think a lot of things just kind of happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like uh, uh, seriously, dude. Rain like, down with quiet insight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and people like p- human beings like to connect dots. We like to think of things in a way that makes sense to ourselves and our realities. Yeah. So we like to imagine that there's this grand conspiracy where quote they are pulling the strings. And it could be the most complex conspiracy that there's, um, 
uh, an Illuminati that is running the world and the New World Order and all this crap. Or it could just be that our government is corrupt and they're blah, 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 whatever. Like, it could be at any level. But really? Nothing the, matters. This is just the way it worked over time. It's just It just kind of happened. And it's not really a grand conspiracy. It's not a bunch of people working together. Maybe it's like small groups of people working together, but they're not working together to destroy for the big plan for the big plan yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it's just that's the way it is you we're know? not maybe we're not sometimes that well organized no. yeah that's yeah the thing exactly is like conspiracy theorists think we're a lot more organized they give us a lot of credit like people being able to pull the wool over money more people's eyes like that like oh uh, yeah yeah wow <laughs> and then and then even like pulling it back from conspiracy th- theorists and just people being upset at certain things and why certain things happen and they and they like to try and point fingers point fingers be like oh it's the it's, it's the this, Jews. it's this group of people it's that group of people it's um these subsects of people or whatever it may be um no, it's really not. The things are just happening. And yes, things cause other things to happen. Yeah. I, mean, I know I'm being very vague here. I don't really want to get into specifics because then you get in the weeds of like, oh, well, this happened and then this happened right. and blah, blah, blah. Goddamn Dr. Seuss's books. <laughs> well, WAP is grinding on strip poles for the Grammys. <laughs> yeah, it's and there's, there's all these absurd things that people like to give like a bigger yeah like why why is WAP uh, why does it have billions of plays on Spotify and it's so Dr. Seuss is getting canceled and, and Doc- it fucking slaps yo <laughs> no it is <laughs> fucking pretty good it is so good exactly wah, and then wah, 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 you oh get my. into these theories about like oh culture and um you know is culture going down the drain and there are these, all these things that are happening I don't know man back in my day Women were pure, and now they're dirty. <laughs> Just the way I like it. <laughs> Jesus, I've been watching yeah. this show. I don't even. I know wanted what to bring up culture to go down the drains. Oh, wait, hold on. Is it? Does it tie into any of this? T- it ties into all of it. Okay, I've okay. been watching this show. Okay, and it's great. It's called Sinner. It's on Netflix. Oh and yeah. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I've I've seen the thumbnail. So so like. It's basically, it gives me like true detective vibes, you know? Really? And yeah, it's really good. And it's basically around this one detective though, right? The first season is Jessica Biel and she's like a mom and she just fucking snaps and she fucking- Oh, is it? Uh, it's the very, very fuck. first 10 minutes of the show. Oh, okay. All right. First episode. She snaps and she fucking kills this random kid at the beach. She's got like a husband and a kid. Did you tell us about this before? Uh, I, I just started watching I, it like two weeks ago. Yet. Okay, somebody else must have told me about she this. She snaps but yeah, yeah. and she just fucking kills this guy and you have no idea why. Okay. And like she doesn't even know why. And then this detective starts diving in and it starts getting deeper and deeper and deeper and then you figure out she's fucked. All this crazy shit starts. Anyway, it's focused on this one detective. So each season's a, a new person 
with some weird mystery about why they did the crime they did. And he fucking like just goes in deep and solves and tries to solve it. Right. So there's three seasons with three different people and they're you're, the whole time. You're like, what the fuck it's is the going same on? Detective guy, same detective. And, and he's got his some, own problems. Something crazy happens and he's trying to get to the, like something crazy and stuff, random. Okay. A lot of yeah. religious stuff, like a lot of like uh, brainwashing and shit. And you're like figuring out like, Oh, this motherfucker was brainwashed. This motherfucker like is actually hiding something. And usually, every person is hiding some deep crazy shit mm-hmm. and he ends up figuring out like the town's fucked up here the town's anyway the whole time on this on season three there's a dude who like has he was he, in college he meets this kid and like they go to they take a philosophy class and the teacher tells him about um this god and it's a god of like nothing matters everything's random and um so like a nihilistic yeah 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 like it's approach. nihilistic and like nothing matters like whatever you do it doesn't matter like fear once you get past fear you know you're you're your own god okay and like you are you are what controls you and you know whatever is stopping you to do what you want to do is fear mm-hmm. and once you get past the fear of life you can reach the top of the mountain but once you get to the top of the mountain and you're not afraid of anything. What's the point of life? Like once you get to the top of the mountain, all you want to do is jump off. Mm. And it's crazy. And the whole time, the these two kids, like in college, they use this fucking what's that little paper thing? Fortune teller. The fortune teller. Yeah. And when you open it up, it either has like an arrow up or arrow over, which means like you're on the edge of the like a rooftop. You're like, should I kill myself? And it's like, we'll let the fortune teller decide. And it's like, nope, not today. And they they kind of live this life of like, what's the point of life? Mm-hmm. And like, they finally like they do all these fucked up things. Where like, oh yeah, everyone who's tried to like jump off this bridge in this one little spot in the river, like a lot of people have died. But there's this one spot that's safe, and they do it, and they have to jump. And one guy jumps, and the other guy's too afraid because he's afraid, you know. But then he reaches this like nirvana where he like unlocks it. He's not afraid to die anymore. And he wants to like teach people that fear is just like a distraction to your own sanity and your own life. So he like, it's fucking crazy. But like this whole time he's like constantly going, he's stressed out. Cause he's like, what's the point of life? Mm. So he's like fucked in the so head. So I, that, that, that's one There's of the, God, I don't fucking remember the God's <laughs> name. That's one of the problems is it, it it's an analysis paralysis. It's like, you you can spend so much time digging down and going in this dark hole of what's the point? What's the purpose? What does it all matter? And like the reality is, and, and I don't know, I mean, at least my thought process is like the point of life is different for the individual. It's whatever it's whatever drives you. Some people, their whole world, their whole life is their family. Some people it's philanthropy some people it's it's charitable acts like whatever you get out of life and whatever you find fulfillment it's gonna be i think it's individualized i think it's on the person itself yeah and we can sit here all day and talk about well what the fuck's the point because really truly shit did just happen the primordial soup or fucking a comet or a god or what whatever happened that created us created this whole world it's like computer software that's all or it's fucking a simulation even Sorry. if it is a simulation so what 
it's fucking it's real to you in this moment like right. and whatever you find value fucking you should appreciate and keep going for it a lot of fucked up cults are are um are based on like there is no reason there's no morals and it's it's like the nihilistic whatever mentality and they go out and like let's just go kill 10 people what's the point of anything you know and it's all random and shit and it's fucking crazy there's a lot of brainwash i was listening to tinfoil hat when about um the the boston killer dude who like takes guys and like they end up drowning and stuff and the, the, the smiley face the killer? smiley face killer and they try to like link it back to like this fucking crazy cult of like nihilistic shit and like there's no point of anything and it's crazy. That's a big stretch. It I, is. I oh, yeah. Know. A lot of their shit stretch. But. If there really was no point of anything, would anything exist? Well, if you think there's no point to anything, then why are you joining a cult and doing actions that the cult directs you to do if you don't think there's a point to anything? <laughs> exactly. No, right. They exactly. want to like they yeah. want to like push this idea of like random anarchy and like um, craziness. Why does, why does random anarchy matter if nothing matters? Yeah. I don't know. If you follow logic down, right? Like if nothing <laughs> matters, then if you think, if you truly think nothing matters, then you should cease to exist, right? You wouldn't even get out well, of bed in the morning. Well, because the way that you guys have been using the term nihil, nihilism is like, yeah, as if, like, using as, it as if, as if, as if it's a truth that nothing matters. But I think a better definition is the disbelief in the existence of value. Because if someone's a nihilist, they believe that value is no. There is no such thing as value in any form. So okay. it doesn't mean there's no moral value. There's no metaphysical value. Anything. Nothing really has any value. So. I don't think that if you are a nihilist, you can assert that the world is inherently empty of value. Cause that's a little bit different than saying, I don't believe in any value. One of them is a claim okay. on one of them is a claim about how the universe works. The other is a claim about, um, how you feel about it, I guess. So which one's nihilism? Which claim uh, is that? I think it's the latter. How you feel about it. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're denying value in the world. Or the okay. existence of it in the affairs of humans, at least. So if the way the universe worked, that nothing had any value, like I just logically followed that down. And you're like, if nothing has value, that means if I wake, if I get up in the morning and I walk to the refrigerator to eat food, I'm getting no value from that food. So why would I eat food? And then, or why would I drink water? There's no value from drinking water. And then I will die. Mm. In the show, they compare like, um, I think it's more moral values. They compare like, you know, a wolf will kill a deer in the woods and no one blinks an eye. But as soon as someone else kills a human, then it's a whole thing. You know, there's death around us all day. Well, that's a little bit someone- different because we are a little bit different from the wolf right Mm -hmm. in some important ways but we're also really similar in important ways but like um like hold on a second we should all watch that fuck you guys should watch that third season and fuck and we can talk about it because sorry i had a uh 
light switch switched off. Yeah, it's like for the wolf or for most animals, it is environment and reaction, right? Like mm-hmm. look at a back look at bacteria, like use their little hairs to move towards sugar and move away from acid, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Environment right. response. Yeah. The wolf is just a more complex version of that. We are just even more complex versions of that. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the difference between the wolf and us is that we can look at all the shit we've built and we have an ability to sort of reflexively aware, um, analyze our actions and think about things and understand cause and effect to a certain degree more than the wolf does. Mm-hmm. So, and attach a moral like uh, dialogue see, to it. Like, I don't think... One position that I'm fond of, I'm not going to throw my entire weight behind it, but one position I'm fond of is that morality or moral stuff sort of piggybacks on neural complexity or whatever that is that differentiates us from the wolf um, or might might differentiate a dolphin from a wolf. I don't know. It's probably a gradient, not a sharp line. Mm -hmm. But like once you get to a certain point, then your actions are more morally charged than that of the wolf. Like, right. yeah, there is moral stuff happening with the wolf killing the whatever wolves kill cow, but <laughs> rabbits, <laughs> rabbit. Yeah. Chickens. But it's, like, it's not as much. It's not as morally salient as when a one human kills another or as when human kills even an animal. You know what I mean? Like it's a little bit, it's different because of, I guess you could say the enhanced responsibility that comes with these big metabolically expensive brains we have. Mm-hmm. There's also a different purpose to it. A wolf kills for survival to keep, to live another day. You know, I mean, I, maybe. I, yeah. I don't uh, know. There's some are fucking. They, are they fuck- obligatory carnivores or are they omnivores that can survive off of a ma- um, variety of different foods? Like my dog. I don't know. She is. A Siberian Husky, she's kind of close to a wolf. She fucking killed seven baby chicks. Not because she was hungry, because she ate. But I went to the room, and she fucking killed seven of them in my spare bedroom, and she's just looking at them. And then she went to go kill the other three, and I had to stop her. She didn't kill it for food. Why the fuck she kill that shit? For fun? Because she's a psychopath serial killer? I don't think we would ever know, though. Environment reaction, stimulus response. She sees the moving, fluffy, fuzzy things. She goes after it because she has a whole backlog of evolutionary history going going with her. You know what I mean? It's like she's in a trance, too. You can see those eyes, and they fully dilate. Yeah. And then she's just like, she's in another world, and she just fucking kill, kill, kill. That's why I think it's an interesting, like, uh, I've talked to you guys about this before, like the six or the six realms of existence in, in Buddhist philosophy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Q, I want to do a concept record on that. That'd be great. It's like oh the next God, colonize yeah. album. That would be really, really oh, fuck. cool. Yeah. Each song is a different realm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be yeah. I'm down. Yes, anyway, yeah. right, be- right below the human is the animal realm. And the way that they describe it is, um, is almost like uh, stupidity or they're slaves to instinct. Like an animal doesn't have the luxury of thinking about its actions. It just does what it does. It's just mm-hmm. stimulus and response. And in, in the sort of Buddhist framework, this is bad because they don't have that option to think about their actions and think about cause and effect and sort of interrupt that in any way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the dog killing the chickens, the the wolf killing the rabbit. It's like... You know, 
Does it have to happen? Maybe, maybe not. But because of the way that these animals are and the options and whatnot, it's like, in my mind, there is moral stuff, but it's there's less of it happening there. Yeah, because humans obviously have some amount of instinct inside of them. Right, yeah. Right? I mean, we, all, we are animals. We all have a fight or yeah, flight yeah. mechanism. Yeah. But we can think a little bit more about right. what we do more right. of the time than the wolf can with power comes responsibility mm-hmm. do you think that's just uh thank you uncle ben do you think that's just because we're spoiled in a way like we now that we're maybe we're smarter or maybe we're we are at the top of the food chain we but now we can take advantage of those ideas and we can think like like a wolf would never worry about those problems of morality, but like we will because we're we've we were able to evolve that way. Hold on, I'm, I'm losing myself. But it's I would oh, I would oh, equate wolf. it to I would equate it to like third world problems over first world problems. Like we almost make our own more make we make our own problems. We make it we harder for ourselves. Yeah, in certain yeah. instances. Well, here's the thing: is like evolution brought us these big brains. You know, like uh, the way that like women's pelvises can barely push out babies because of how big our brains are. We're born with these enormous brains. How long is the nurturing period for humans? Right. Fucking long. The brain is getting longer until you're like 24 years old. No other animal in nature has that long of a nurturing period. They don't even live that long. So Not many we, of them. What does this tell us? It tells us that evolution has selected for these brains. It tells us that we are social creatures necessarily because with long nurturing periods comes long periods of childcare, which necessitates community and a social structure of some sort. So it's like... For what reason? Well, evolution's gotten us this far, right? So this yeah. is the point we've gotten to. We've gotten to the point where we can reflect on these things. So mm-hmm. if this is... If that if evolution has unlocked our ability to do all these things, and I feel like the next step is going to be more or less self-directed. I in think terms that of taking as, these big brains and using them to find an adequate way forward. Yeah. I always equate evolution with migration and like, <laughs> like the spread oh, as okay. a disease spreads, it gets more advanced and it, it'll like maybe attack more and more things. So we're going to Mars with Elon Musk. Right. Like the reason why the goal for I our brain is to spread. <laughs> so now we're we're on Earth. We took over Earth. And now we're populated everywhere on Earth pretty much. Mm-hmm. And now our brain is allowing us to evolve. We choose to go to a planet when we could probably start building underwater in the ocean. We haven't really. I mean, we're fucking or up the do ocean. We, but do we even. Th- this is one thing about the growth. The point is to expand. Yeah, and expanding. And this is one thing that always bothers me. Is that we, I think, or, or, or certain groups of people or types of people have this need to always want to expand, like you're saying, like expand and go out and go further. But we might not necessarily be fixing the problems that are close. We, yeah. we could make the stuff that's most closely around us better. In, in form tighter, stronger, like smaller communities. Why do we need that, to populate Mars? Oh, because we trashed Earth. Yeah. Like why do we why do we need to go and um 
you know, fight wars in other countries when we've got people in our own neighborhoods. It's probably who are, less who are efficient. suffering. It's you probably know what I mean? naturally like less why, efficient. Why? Why? In, like uh, another example, I've got a company that's that's growing. It's being successful. Why do I need to make it bigger? Like I'm sustaining all of my employees. They're all making money. They're all like happy. And, but why do I need to make it bigger? Because late stage capitalism. Because there's room for the market to expand and all the like infinite growth. No, exactly. Infinite growth. <laughs> Dude. And, and I, that why does that apply to so many different assets? It's not just like business and capitalism. Like, like you're saying, it's also, okay, let's expand to other uh, countries. Other planets, other solar system, whatever. Like when? When does yeah. it end? You Did know? you guys ever um read or listen to on Audible uh, Sapiens book? No, Sapiens. I've heard it's, so many people reference it's it. It's on though. my okay. list. It's definitely yeah. on my um, list. It's pretty cool. I would recommend it more or less. There's one part I want to highlight where he talks about uh from the genetic point of view, success is more copies of the genetic code. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. That that is all that matters. That there are more right. copies of the genetic code. So why was agriculture a success? Because it allowed more copies of the human genetic code to be in existence. However, with a doubling of population, when you start having cities growing up around agricultural centers, mm-hmm. they support twice as many people. But the standard of living is slashed drastically. Mm. So yeah, you can have. 500,000 people where there were once only 5,000 people, but those 5,000, 500,000 people are living much shittier lives. They're still alive. So oh, those, yeah. those genetic, that genetic code stills out there, but it's not. I wanted to bring up that point again, when you said like, why destroy the earth and move to another planet when you can make it, because it's probably less efficient. Like why would a disease be like in a diseases, if you were a disease, right? Why would you, go into a person and then kill that person. You're, you know, you live in that when that person dies, you die with it. You know, it's more efficient to spread and go to the next person and more and more people and fuck that person, you know, because you just infected two more people. So you right. just doubled your pop, you know what I'm saying? Well, Double your population. That, again, that's, that's copies all that matters. of the genetic code, right? Yeah. Copies of that code. Yeah. And that's just probably mm. in our fucking simulation code deep, deep down. It's just make more and more and more. We're just like, why, a, like, we're just like a virus. Why do we have these big metabolically expensive brains? Because they've allowed us to do things to bring more of our copies into existence. Mm. They've allowed us to figure out agriculture and allowed a bunch more people to be born and sustained. So yeah, that, like, that's why we have these brains because it's that's how it's right. been selected. It's probably easier to go to Mars and fuck up Mars more. Like if you think about cities in, in and of themselves, like they don't really make sense a city can't actually sustain itself like with what a city is right no you you can't like it's not there's this idea in, in population geography i learned in college where they wanted to start it's hard it's almost impossible to start these ideas these these like infrastructure ideas but uh an efficient way to have a city and Everybody works in the city and it's the center. It's like the bullseye of yep. the society, right? And then outside of that is a giant agricultural ring around the city. And then after that, or no, no, then it's the suburbs. And then outside the suburbs is this giant ring of agriculture. So then the food is all delivered inside the suburb and then everybody works inside the city. 
and then you commute to the suburb and like this is the most efficient way to run a city you know mm-hmm. right and it's like but that and you have these that's rings a theory, all over. that's a theory thing right like you couldn't actually you could run through simulations that's yeah. pretty much it but I there's all these ideas but there's so much most cities we have examples do. of don't operate like that but yeah yes, exactly if you, if you set one up like that from the ground up yes it probably could work and um i also took an urban studies class in college that i found extremely enlightening because prior to taking the class i was like cities are gross and dirty and industrialized shitholes and bad nature's better and i still kind of think that but a lot of innovation and a lot of things happen in cities that couldn't happen elsewhere without the amount of resources population all crammed into the small area that mm-hmm, they're in mm-hmm. Right. So it's like I look at cities as like a human invention. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah. it's kind of like an important one for the success of our species, but also again, if we're thoughtful about things, we could do them a lot better than they have been done up until now. Oh yeah. Definitely. I think there I think it's unfortunate that we have like these giant population centers just looking at the United States, for example, there's these major cities. And when you think of the United States, you think of only a handful of major cities across this gigantic piece of land. Yeah. And it's not really representative of that, of the population as a whole in that gigantic piece of land. Yes and no. I mean, you're going to find the most diversity you're going to find in cities. I'm not but, talking about I'm not talking about diversity though. What do you mean representation then? I mean rep I'm uh, just a representation of thoughts, ideas um All right, let me backtrack a little bit here. So, we've got these handful of cities that are large and we think of the United States as it's Boston, New York, LA, DC, DC, Austin, Texas, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's like 10 the major city. cities or whatever. Right. And there, there's these massively dense areas. I think when you're talking about if we could re- rebuild from scratch and you have like the city in the center and those rings or whatever, if they were spread more over our geographical map better, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems so inefficient to me to have just this giant, like, well, I need to go to this place because this is where everything's happening. And this is, if we could spread it out more evenly over the geography it wouldn't be as damaging to the environment it'd be easier for people to get around you wouldn't have to think like oh if i need to make it in this industry i need to go to this area where this industry is popular right. you right. just have these industries or these areas where industry from like artists musicians um, bakers, anything, anything like that. There's a, always like, oh, well, there's a lot of people who are really good at this in this area. I'm going to go to that area so I can be successful in the industry. Why can't we spread 
all of these things because there's a need for all of these things for most people, right? Um, whether it be hospitals or entertainment or food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we just like to cluster into these like very tightly compact areas. If you- but we could still achieve the same things if we spread it out a little bit more. Granted, you wouldn't have gigantic corporations that exist that make ungodly amounts of money. And that's fine. They, if you can do that and be successful, but is it good for our population as a whole? Or is it more just of, hey, I want to make more copies of this genetic code so I can do it by taking advantage of these things? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. If you look it's at cities, like, it sort of like escalates from the level of urban planning to, you know, and. In- whole national planning if it's gonna if you're gonna sort of like say well we'll take new york we'll divide the population into six and then we'll spread that out uh, spread that out across the northeast evenly mm-hmm. like obviously like things have happened in a way a lot of populations on the coast because right. it, they're on the coast that's like right. the first thing you can get to from outside of the country that's the reason the why all cities well that's the thing it's like there. There port all of this stuff happened because of the foundation that it was already built on yeah, all the major true. cities all the major metropolitan areas are built on are more at least more the more dense ones are built upon ports harbors where trade and all that stuff could yeah. and that you know fishing and that's where a lot of like the major cities start to thrive mm. so the fact that i mean we kind of created this thought of the industry like like you know the best breweries are coming out of Portland, Oregon, or the, you want to be an actor, you got to go to Hollywood, you know, like this kind of thing, this kind of thinking was already kind of built after the fact when all of these major metropolitan areas were already kind of conceived. Mm. So I, yeah, it's, I, I guess it, we're talking a lot of theory here, you know, like what, like what if. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to think about when you think about things like, <laughs> if you start flirting with ideas of, you know, colonizing space or something like that. Like how are we mm. going to set up population centers? Like that's a good thing to think about and they should be intentional, but yeah. How can we do it better than we did? Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the quite I think the challenge is how we, how can we take existing city centers and transform them into, into sort of better places, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. whether that means like making it so nobody needs a car, no matter what in, in, in a city. Cause then it's like, well, yeah, it would be, I would love to not own a vehicle. I would love to ne- not rely on a car whatsoever. Oh yeah, it'd be For fantastic, sure. right? Yeah, to never have yeah. to deal with traffic in a city. Yeah, and maintenance or, and the money that's yeah. involved with it, Fuck and yeah. carrying like yeah, why do I have to care after a vehicle? You know. Yeah, so it's like if you if you can sort of retrofit uh, existing urban areas. Now, obviously, this is like again. I mean, like you guys have been to Boston. It's a fucking nightmare. Every, oh. The northeast, the roads, it's all it's fucking hell. Oh, so, yeah. like, you can't just, like, raise the city to the ground and rebuild it on a nice grid. Yeah. yeah. So City's that's why you got to be creative, which is, again, you know, one of our things we're good at as human beings is being creative. So it's like, there's solutions. You just got to kind of think about it. You know, like, imagine, I don't know, over overland bike paths or what have you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, there's all kinds of stuff you could do. Like back in the day at banks when they had those tubes where you'd put your, you'd fill out your thing and then you put it in there and we could have these tubes that go all around the city and you just get in a tube and you're shot through it to where there's you're going to go. There's some new infrastructure that they're doing. <laughs> Futurama. There's some, there's some new infrastructure that they're doing where the, the in-between parts of a highway 
right? It's like the is median? A, yeah, the median is a yeah. bike path, and then it's it's a roof, and then the whole roof is solar panels. It's sick. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. So you can bike and when it rains, and then... Boston? Yeah, it's pretty sick. Boston was is built on improvisation. Like, we, it was just like we were, we're kind of figuring it out as we go. Mm. It was old, you know? Okay, well, that's the thing. It's like it started with a, a, an old city, and then... Over time and over more population, more people come by, they're just kind of building on buildings. And it's it's all improv. There's no plan. There's no thought. When we migrated west, we started to build those bigger cities like L.A., Denver, whatever. They're more and more it, you, Like Q, you can attest to this. They're more yeah. grid-like. They're more yeah. – there's a purpose to their layout. Right. Yeah. Us going into space, because this is a new frontier – I honest, I feel like it's it's there's going to be less of a plan and more of an improvisation. Is it the final frontier? <laughs> <laughs> no. be, because it's new. Because it's a new act. It's like a new. It's a new frontier to achieve. It's a new goal to achieve. I feel like we we do less long term planning and more short term improv, like on the fly. Hmm. I mean, you can well, say yeah. that you can say that now, and then you look a million years in the future, and they're like, the moon is so fucking inefficient like i feel like they just improved it when they did it <laughs> i mean on an on honesty like when they built the city they were probably like we're gonna use cobblestone instead of dirt because you know in the future we're gonna have a lot more horses and we don't want to fuck up you know we don't want to have ruts everywhere we want to keep the fucking wooden wheels from breaking from potholes so if we use cobblestone that's where it's at you know and if we build the whole city on cobblestone, we won't have to fucking be fixing potholes forever. And then we can scoop the shit up easier because it's just slick on those rocks instead of getting all muddy with more poop. You know, this is where it's at. You know, I mean, I, I, they probably had some sort of idea on how to build a city and they thought it was the most efficient way. And then now we look at it and now it's not as efficient because they're like, oh, yeah, eventually there's going to be 20 million people living in Boston. Be like, there's not even 20 million people in the world. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. Or some shit. I, I don't like, know. For a lot of those old cities, a lot of the routes or roads are based off of like cow paths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. the cows aren't like <laughs> planning it out. Right. And it's I'm even worse in Europe where it's even, it's, you know, like the whole London cabbie thing and memorizing the map of London and how arcane and ridiculous that is. Yeah, it's probably even worse over there. Oh, it's fucking yeah, it's way, way worse. worse. They're even they're older. Thousands of years way older than us. I remember when I was in college because, like, I all I took was like geography and population density classes because that's what i went to school for so like i remember like my teacher was all about brazil and she's like brazil is like the newest city they're building and they're making it all public transportation it's going to be like the most efficient blah 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 this and that and i told her and i got an argument with her and she's like boston you know she's like boston is nothing compared to i'm like well boston is old technology we you know they built boston the 1700s they're building you know we didn't have the population then and then she's like oh yeah i guess you're right like yeah the one thing though that i learned if we're gonna end soon i don't know if we're gonna, but the one thing that i the one thing in college <laughs> that grounded me a bit the only thing i took away from college this hold is on, wait a minute hold on i think this might be a good way to end the episode okay all right <laughs> what and james is gonna start because he is obviously going somewhere with this but what was a big 
takeaway? I mean, this is like short notice. What yeah. was a big takeaway from your college education? Because we all yes. have, we all Good. are college educated, right? Great question. Yeah. Yeah. What is a big takeaway from your college education? Dr. Jane. Her name is Zhang Zhang, but we called her Dr. Jane. Hold on. What? Her name was Zhang, like Zhang. And it, her last name was Zhang? Yeah, it was Zhang Zhang. It was X-I-A-N-G, X-I-A-N-G. But we called her Jane. First name, last name. Yeah, yeah. Zhang Zhang. All right, Zhang. All right cool. cool. Anyway. I dig it. Anyway, she I took like a lot of courses with her because she was whatever. And one thing that she she explained to us in population geography was how population and culture changes as you get you go from third world second and first world countries mm-hmm. you know? and as you become more and more successful the birth rate goes down because mm-hmm. obviously less problems and this and yep. that you don't have to deal with fucking fucked up shit like blah blah she's like back in like the 20 early early 20s and whatever our birth rate was like seven kids per family mm-hmm. and now it's more like one and a half to two right yep africa currently at this rate this was like 2010 she was like africa is where we were at in the 20s their birth rate right now is seven eight kids in africa they're having seven or eight kids this was like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. but he's like eventually they will settle out there's a lot of like talk about how population is skyrocketing and eventually the earth and the planet won't be able to handle the amount of people there is but she was trying to explain like there's everything has a bell curve. Everything will hit a peak where it can't support and then it'll drop. And there's already trends coming like in Japan where people aren't even having kids. In Japan, it's a negative number. And mm-hmm. eventually in the United Italy States, well. we'll be a negative number. And eventually Africa will be where we're at at two or three. And eventually it'll be a negative. And eventually our population will go down because we'll hit a peak and then we'll level out for a long time and then we'll go down. Mm-hmm. We won't crash probably. Yeah. Unless something crazy happens, but eventually we'll hit a point where population won't be going up, yeah. and we'll hit a point where we know that our population can't be handled, whether it be a pandemic or we just culturally stop having kids. Mm-hmm. Ho- hopefully, that'll happen before uh, the climate and Earth collapse. <laughs> right, and that's the one thing I took from school was the bell curve. Everything has a plateau, and everything levels off, and there's always something that will like nothing will ever go to pure so chaos. we we see like the graph of the meteoric rise of bitcoin like it's got it's got to come back down right <laughs> hey who knows eventually everything comes crashing down to nothing mm. interesting that's what i took out of school so ham do you got anything or? it grounded Man. me a bit it grounded me i was always scared of like some crazy conspiracy it grounded me so what i took from college actually had nothing to do with any one thing that I learned in school from like a a particular professor, Mm -hmm. but had more to do with an experience that I had at a particular point in time, like uh, a certain moment, I guess. Okay. Was it with another man? (laughs) Um, We were in the student center touching tip. (laughs) We were playing swords with our dicks. <laughs> that one. <laughs> we both won that day. Um, no, it had a lot to do with perspective. Mm. And being able to see things through a different lens and through everybody. Like, So, 
oh man, this might get a little weird and dark. Um, but bring it. There was um, in college one of the things that really affected um, around us was the Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because myself, having gone through and and did a couple tours to in Iraq, mm-hmm. um, and seeing the differences to how people are reacting to a terrorist attack or an event that happened closer to the basically in their backyards, mm-hmm. it was interesting to see the differences in how people were handling that particular situation. Now, to me, I'm thinking it was interesting because like it was a fucking tragedy. It was a it was an awful event that happened and it took place and there was a lot of unnecessary death. But I kept I couldn't help but think to myself like this is a one a single isolated event. You have people who are killed, and then you have, like, the people around me who don't even live in Boston were, like, fearing for their lives for really no real reason. Mm. There's, there's like, like people who lived, like, 40 miles outside of Boston when those, um, I think... Those two, those two kids were kind of on the loose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like Mark you Island. saw like posts on social media, like "Oh my god, I'm so scared for my life." Oh my god, I I can't go outside. Like all this weird fear, when there was no real reason to be scared because they weren't really that close to your backyard. Mm-hmm. And to see all that kind of unfold and know what actually takes place in a like in a war zone or in a third world country where this is like a bomb going off in a fucking market or whatever. This is like, this is like, it happens oh, all it's the that time. time of day again. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. A bomb's going off. All right. That's cool. Everybody's still good. All right. Let's eat. Like this shit happens so much on a regular fucking basis where people grow up in these climates and to see like the the difference between the two sides, it was just it was kind of eye opening. Um, so specifically, you're contrasting your experience in Iraq and the constant, endless violence sort of baked in over there to the reaction of suburban moms to the Zarnaev twins running through yes, Watertown. Kind okay. of, yeah, yeah. And it was like, like, all right, so. So on the one hand, let me just interrupt and sure, defend, the, defend the uh, suburban moms um, just a little bit. Like trauma can take a lot of different forms. If you were at the marathon, even if you weren't hurt, no, no one around totally. you is hurt. I mean, if that happens, that's going to like affect you. And who knows? I don't know because that didn't yeah. happen to me. But um, so they can be very legitimate sources of fear fear by its nature isn't necessarily rational. So a lot of that isn't going to be rational in terms of like how scared they should be or what have you. But I think, you know, that's not your main point. Your main point is like shit happens horribly all over the world all the time. It's like, it's how comfortable we live in this weird, I know what you're saying. Blanket, this weird bubble 
mm-hmm. where we don't we assume that nothing bad can ever happen to us. We're like coddled mm-hmm. by the government. It's like we're like they're our mom, we're like little kids, and we don't know what real fucking shit is. Um, well, it's, it's definitely like it's like for for example, like when we were in Iraq, like you know, we just just. Whatever your reasons for fighting that war, I mean, really, it was just for there was no freedom involved whatsoever. <laughs> like we're not fighting for America's freedom. It's all bullshit. It's an right. illusion. It's all delusion, Michael. Yeah, for that, sure. That's for all. Sure. That that's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. So, but, but like the the like the whole idea. Like I, I can find now in the moment at that time it was hard to see that the perspective of the other side, Mm. like now, like reflecting back, I see the perspective of a lot of those people who maybe, uh, were foreign fighters or maybe joined the fights or like, like, like even I'll, I'll take even more of like a, something more relatable close to home, like normal, like gang activity. Like, it's like a family. It, it, it is a family. And dude, oftentimes it's like kids who are fucking like they're offered. They're put they're down so family, long. They're offered it's, money. They're offered a, a place of acceptance. And so it they join these gangs because there's like th- it was a time in their life where they were at their lowest point and they got acceptance. They got a feeling of family. They got a feeling of of like confidence and power and so they they join what we perceive to be a negative thing right but in their perspective this is like this a is beautiful life. thing this mm-hmm. is this is like or the only thing oh or yeah, the only yeah. Thing. Or i have this if, conversation at work all the time if your city government your state government your federal government has abandoned your community and this gang is the only one providing anything close to something that resembles a social service, right? Maybe it's protection for local residents. I don't know. Then that's a boon, not, not, not a negativity. You know, it's, yeah. so it's like, I have this conversation at work a lot about ISIS and Al Qaeda and all them. And I tr- I try to like tell people, I'm like, if we went through the same shit with another country and they did that to us, we would radicalize in small groups throughout the country way faster and way harder than any other country would. We're almost radicalizing now over the most stupid shit. <laughs> and there's like, like you can't understand <laughs> like, like I'm like, dude, Al Qaeda was funded by us to fucking take down another agency. And we started Al Qaeda and we gave them the weapons they want. And then once they got too powerful, we started another fucked up regime to go against Al Qaeda and call them the enemies and the same thing with i you know it's like a flip-flop like we make these fucking things to pull them down again to build them back up just to pull them down to keep them at this level and no wonder they fucking hate us you know like we would do the same shit but probably 10 times crazier you know there's people waiting for this shit to happen in our country they're like please let fucking china and try to invade because there would be like fucking 50 militias in every state and yeah. then they'd finally like get their shit together and organize, and then be like, "All right, we're the Massachusetts militia. We like we already have militias, and we, there's nothing bad even happening yet. Like, Why can't we all just get along? See, I just keep always coming back to this. Why can't <laughs> because we just people focus, like their iPhones? Why can't we just focus on our local 
communities and the people around us and our families and be nice to each other and like share loaves of bread and like greed. like what well, why you can. greed you can greed. but then what happens is that group that you be nice to becomes your tribe and then you find another tribe to hate and the why? hate of that why other we, tribe helps it's an evolutionary tribe. why do we have to do this it's though, an man? evolutionary because jessica's a whore in. yeah it's evolutionary ah it's so sad it's so sad because like, jessica's a whore that's why so i i guess maybe if not perspective i think it's it's compassion and empathy for the in, the other individual that's kind of my takeaway mm. understanding the other side and what drives and motivates and what what created that other side to do those actions and do what they do rather than like quickly reacting to Instead of thinking that you... it as a tribalism, me versus you, you're mm-hmm. the bad guy, I'm the good guy, but more or less like, yeah, that Let's other, the other perspective. Humanity. Huh? Let's explore our common humanity. Yeah. Right. Anyway. All right. I'm sorry if that got a little all weird right, so and I'm going to take it in a different direction. Now, I went to school for electrical engineering. Takeaways, don't Home's got... Law. Yeah, I mean, right. right. Uh, I, I could probably amps are everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck volts. Volts can suck a dick. It's all about volts the amps. Volts can suck a dick. Um, so I could probably go into certain lessons about uh, like engineering specifically, and something very important that I learned about was like getting to the root cause of problems. Like that's something um, diagnosing anything like rather than putting band-aids on the the overt cause of something uh like what okay why why did um uh i i i cut myself on something and i put a band-aid on it and that stops the bleeding but what's the problem here i cut myself why how did i cut myself how can i prevent myself from being cut again so i don't need to put a band-aid on it what if you cut yourself opening up a band-aid why did I open then, that band-aid in the first place? God damn it. Executed. <laughs> band-aid inception. Okay, so that that like very specifically with engineering yeah. it taught me about like root causes of things and getting to like looking deeper. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't want to talk about that. Uh that's important, but that's just like a quick That's cool uh, and shit. That's but... cool and shit, but actually w- it's weird. One thing that sticks out to me the most from college is my experience in a writing class my sophomore year of college. And this teacher said something. It's like the one of the things that I think about the most when it comes to my college experience, and it was in this writing class. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with writing itself. It could be applied to a lot of other stuff. But he essentially said that it was, and this goes back to a little bit what we were talking about, like the evolution of a human and how it, uh, you, the humans have a long development period, right? Like your, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25 or whatever. And we've talked about that multiple times on the podcast, but at a certain point in your life, or at least I, I think mo- most people, this probably happens to most people, you st- you you like a switch flips in your brain where you go from experiencing things and taking them in where now you start 
to look at them in a different way. It's kind of a perspective thing, but it, so, I know what you're saying. So, so for example, like when I used to listen, I'll, I'll give a music example because that's pretty easy. Like when I used to listen to music, I would just hear it and I wouldn't think about like the beginning, the middle, the end. I wouldn't think about like why these things happen in a certain order. What's the structure of a song? What, how is it built? Who, what, what is the, how are, how do the drums sound? How does the guitar sound? How does the bass, there's all these parts and then there's all these frequencies and things that go into a song. I would just listen to it. It just be coming at me and I'd be like, Oh, I like those things that are coming at me. And then, and you can, not everybody might think about music that way. It might be that music is still just coming at them and they're not like digging deeper at all. But you can apply that to books. You can apply that to uh, movies or TV shows or whatever, something that has like a story. Like when you're younger, when you're a little kid, when you think about the movies or the TV or whatever media, the books that you're reading, you'd just be reading a story and you wouldn't be thinking about plot you wouldn't be thinking about setting or place or whatever. You just words and things are coming at you. But at some point and at the time that he was telling me this, it didn't make any sense to me. Like I didn't, I, that switch, I guess, hadn't flipped inside me yet or something. Like, I don't know if you guys can relate no, no, to totally. like what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it's a, I don't, I don't, I feel like it wasn't so much as a switch as it was like a, maybe like a, uh, uh, a, a, an escalation and then a snapping off. Like it was kind of like a, I remember this being like a process for me. Like I remember, I know what you're talking about, yeah, but I don't feel like it had a, a moment where it went from prior to after. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the day, Yeah, but I could tell like, you that I mean, like, yeah. like in college yeah. as a sophomore, when he's like telling me this, uh, I didn't yeah. quite get it yet, but then like it, it was probably a couple of years later. Um, where I was like, oh fuck, I totally I get what he's saying now. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm looking at things in a different way. And whether that be the things that are happening around me, the stories that people tell me, the memories that I have, the the movies and, and the media that I consume, all that stuff. And sometimes, yeah, I'm not analyzing like, oh, um, this guy had the camera and it was coming from this angle and blah blah blah, or whatever it may be. Um and I can, and I can, I think it's helpful if you don't use cultural examples. Like I know what you're talking, like you're, you're able to assess, like you use the song, you're able to assess it in its components and its parts and abstract ways and whatnot. And think mm-hmm. about these elements together, but current events, you know, Oh yes. The yeah, noise yeah. Your car is making or whatever. You're like, you're able to sort of think about these things and break them down to their abstract parts and sort of understand how they relate. And like that is like almost like, I feel like almost a function of, gaining just i mean knowledge of the world around you it's like you if you don't you just end up sort of putting these things together and then it's like you start i guess you just start making sense of the world around Mm -hmm. you in more complete ways than when you're a child oh definitely yeah and i think it's like you you can make sense of more of it and you can make sense of it in many different ways definitely and being able to switch between the different ways and being able to apply it to the different things is yeah, it's like I felt like it was this kind of unfurling, unfolding with a couple maybe cataclysmic like changes or shifts, but yeah, it's a 
Yeah, it's almost it's actually similar to what Hambone is saying in terms of being able to take the perspective of someone else because it's the same thing. It's like if it, it really is, yeah. If someone's telling you something about their uh, their political position or whatnot, and you're able to think about, well, I understand how humans interact and human psychology and you know our our predilection to putting ourselves in these boxes and whatnot. So it sort of like allows you to break that stuff down. You know, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Another way you could say it is like <laughs> you're able to open up that space between the stimulus and your reaction. You're able to think about things, think about oh, yeah. your response and think about it. So it's like that's like we said before, like that's almost the most human thing is being able to actually think about your response rather than just doing it mindlessly. Mm. We are able to be mindful about things. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. That, that was, it's weird because I, uh, when I think about my college education, that's like one of the main takeaways. And I don't know if it, it's weird because that's just something that a guy said to me. And then I thought about it afterwards. Mm. Is it really, is there really a lesson there? It's just, that's, oh. that's something that happens, you know? Well, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it's not a lesson. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, it doesn't, I mean, there doesn't need to be a lesson. It's, it's like, more of like a, like a, aha. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like an yeah. aha moment. Yeah. And yeah. we all go through it, I guess, right? Yeah, no, it's, and I think I'm going to end up saying something similar to the, what you guys said about my education. Um, I have kind of two things, one that I'm going to center around my undergraduate stuff. And then one, when I was in grad school, like for my undergraduate, I majored in history, right? And a really good way to nutshell my takeaway is like, Everything is more complicated than you think. That's a good one. Yeah. Everything. Oh yeah. Like, and it's way more complicated than you think. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms specifically history, you think about any event, Viet- Vietnam War, yeah. or the fucking Treaty of Versailles. I don't know. Whatever. You, you like to put something? it into a little box. You could say Vietnam, yeah. and I, I could I could sum up what I know about Vietnam and about three sentences yeah and it's like when you take these courses in college you really understand that there's like you learn it a certain way when you're younger because you have to be taught a narrative so that you can retain something Mm -hmm. you don't tell a kid first learning about the revolutionary war you know about weird class oppression amongst the colony (laughs) fucked up trade routes and shit yeah it's just you have to make it into something simple yep right but you have to understand that that's not it. Like when I learned about the revolutionary you can't even war. Te- you can't even tell a kid at the time that this isn't the whole picture. We're just, <laughs> because they won't understand that. And they won't, yeah, they won't, they, exactly. yeah. When like, I was a kid on the revolutionary war, I was like, oh, the British try to invade us and take us over. And that's why we're at war. We're fighting for our freedoms. And I was like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> and we like dump some tea out and then boom. <laughs> It's almost weird to teach kids about things like that. I feel like there's no so much lies. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Is it is it worth it? Like for them to know, and then because then you might never look into it when you get into your adult life. So you just have this childlike view. Yeah. Cliff notes of like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Franz Ferdinand, World War (laughs) One. Archduke. He got shot and. We're all at war now. And now he's got a band. It, uh, yeah, in the early down. 2000s, there was this shitty song that came out by that band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, what is so that song? Like, I feel like, I feel like uh, 
yeah, things are more complicated, specifically historical events and that's a, uh, that's everything. Everything yeah. else is also more complicated. Like you think you know how science works? Well, you know, look into it more. Yeah. But um, when I moved, when I went on to grad school, uh, this isn't really something that came through academics. It's something kind of like, like a life thing almost. And you know, I saw a lot more of confirmation about how things are more complicated than you think. Mm-hmm. And when I got to grad school, I was able to, you know make that more sophisticated by buttressing it with this idea of epistemic humility, where it's like, don't claim that, you know, everything that's hubris, like be hedgy with your claims. You know, you don't really know what you think, you know, you know, a lot less the, the, the truly wise man is knows that he knows nothing sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's what I like other, to say. I don't know shit about shit. Yeah, the, the other, the other thing, the social thing was kind of like, you know, I was atta- attached to this idea of like intelligence and how that, you know, I had put some nebulous value in that, like intelligence. And I saw when I got to grad school, or at least partially through it, that success in college as an undergrad has very little to do with intelligence. Success in grad school has even less to do with intelligence. And what I learned is that it has a lot more to do with sort of the lifestyle or life you have around your your school. You know, if you... if if you have funding coming in from your parents and you don't have to worry about rent and all you have to do is take your classes and go to school, then there's a lot of a higher chance that you're going to be more successful than the kid that has to work 30 hours a week while going to school for a time and taking care of his baby sister. Mm, for sure. You know? So it's like, is the kid that's doing better in college because he has no other obligations whatsoever smarter? No, fuck no. That doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, when you think about that and you think about the people that continue their education, that go to grad school and then go to a PhD program and then end up being academia, what I wanted to do, it's like all of these people are the type of people that can succeed because of not necessarily their intelligence. Yes, they're all highly intelligent. That's mm-hmm. a given. You get into grad school, there's going to be a bear. Everyone's going to be smart, but it's like, whether you continue or not is not has nothing to do with how smart you are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's all it has to do with all this other ancillary, ancillary stuff, which to me ties into the stuff we've talked about before with luck swallows everything. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's my other big takeaway from grad school is that luck swallows everything, and success is not determined by intelligence in in school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I mean, can extrapolate that. Yeah, you could <laughs> extrapolate that to. A lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can even tie that into like classes and society and yeah, like the success of a certain class, the upper class has, they don't have to worry about working. They don't have to worry about other barriers. Right. And then their, their kids are born into other privileges that allow them to be, have a head start in the race compared to other classes social social capital cultural capital and and economic capital you know all Mm. these things are going to have a much bigger impact on your success in the world that we've built together than your brute strength or intelligence or whatever that may be Mm. yeah all right those are all good at least i think 
Yeah, right. I'm not going to make a definite claim about that. <laughs> and you know what? I'm not going to make a definite claim about anything I said in this episode. I'm going to make a certain most definite claim <laughs> about everything I said. Hey, are you somewhere in the middle? I'm a few beers deep, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm liquid right now. So all right. who knows? Beautiful. Like, I know one thing. Fuck Fitchburg Taco Bell. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Fuck them in their ass. All right. We're going to end with that then. That crazy Q. <laughs> he is now, he's our leading guy, right? 62. Most, most guests on. He has been on more episodes than any other than person any guest. other than us. Wow. Yeah, I know. All right. Do you hear that crunching? <laughs> What's that crunching? That's my dog eating a bone. Nice. <laughs> the bones of her enemies. Yeah. I know. Q's got a nice cute dog. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah! Remember? Fuck yeah! Miso. We should promote Miso. Miso. Yeah, that yeah. shit was hilarious. That's a good picture, by the way. That's a great. Yeah, um, follow us on Instagram to see the picture of Miso, and also follow Miso's Instagram. <laughs> Miso's got an Instagram. Miso the Mountain Dog. Yeah, Miso has more followers than us, so <laughs> maybe God damn you shouldn't. It. Or get you know get on there and you know give us some more followers somehow. But yeah, yeah we'll, we will tag Miso in our uh, <laughs> in our announcement for this episode. That'll be funny. Yeah. Um, man, uh, I'm not QCing this episode because we just had another one with Q, and we talk about a lot of random stuff. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed, James. What's up? What do, What does our listeners need to do? They need to rate us on goddamn podcast apps. Please. And they need to review and subscribe. Please. And follow and listen. And yes. tell your friends to listen. Listen. And tell your friends' friends to listen. And your listen. mom to listen. Your mom's mom to listen. Just listen and download and subscribe and rate and review. Check us on Facebook and Instagram. Boom. And check out Miso's Instagram too. But not as much as ours. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.
sausage candles. <laughs>